MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, October 25th, 2019. Today, MAGA making attorneys get attorneys as Giuliani looks for a lawyer. Wilbur Ross is in trouble again. Solomon and the crime fraud exception. Public impeachment hearings are nigh and shedding new light on the Bill Barr Rupert Murdoch meeting. I'm your host AG and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Margaret Cho. Hi. I am so glad to have you as a guest host today. I'm so glad. Thank you. This is going to be so much fun. Okay. So what we do is we just go through headlines. Okay. And then make fun of everyone. Okay. Great. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> yes. Come up with nicknames, however we want to do it. Uh, I'm going to crack this seven up here because this is delicious. And I'm so, I'm just so excited to have you. I'm this excited. is going to be fun. Too, awesome. All right. Well, let's, um, let's kick it off with the hot notes. Hot notes. Okay, so let's look back to reporting from a couple weeks ago when we were all scratching our heads wondering why on earth the Attorney General, Bill Barr, the Attorney General of the United States, was meeting with Rupert Murdoch. Um, I personally thought that it was odd that Shep Smith resigned the next day. I thought maybe they had a meeting and Bill Barr was like, get rid of him. Um, But I did not see this level of shit coming. When when Parnas and Fruman, those are the two indicted Giuliani associates that were nabbed on their way out of the country with one-way tickets to mm-hmm. Vienna via Frankfurt, they were on their way to help Hannity interview the corrupt UK- Ukraine prosecutor that Biden and everybody wanted to have fired. And that's according to CNN, who buried that lead. But apparently October 9th, Hannity's boss, Rupert Murdoch, met with Bill Barr. And on October 10th, Lev and Igor were flying to Vienna to help Hannity interview Shokin, which is the guy's wow. name. Ooh. A Fox exclusive mm-hmm. they were trying to get. Oh, Isn't gosh. that nuts? Yeah, that That's is bananas. That is crazy. But then Shep Smith leaving. Well, Shep Smith is always sort of like the wild card of Fox. The voice you know? of reason. He is. I mean, especially, I think it sort of happened, I believe it was Katrina, where he was down there reporting and then he um, he had sort of a very like crisis of conscience turn. And ever since then, there's something about his outlook that kind of makes me not hate Fox quite as much. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Him and um, Wallace has some moments like that too. Yeah. Right? Wallace yeah. and Judge Napolitano, I think, because basically what happened, I, I, I think, or at least the reason that Shep gives for leaving is that he... Um, was defending Andrew Napolitano against some shit Hannity said about him. Mm-hmm. And then Hannity came out and started, you know, uh, shit talking Shep. And Shep's like, I'm a grown ass man. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is this, ninth grade? Yeah, he's been mm-hmm. at Fox for like decades, right? At yeah. this point? Yeah. yeah. 23 years, I think. Yeah, something crazy. Guessing, but mm-hmm. I think it's at least two decades. Yeah. yeah. It's just bananas. So, yeah, now we've got. Uh, just Lev and Igor. Yeah. I wish we could have some sort of uh, governmental backing for an investigation into the drama at Fox News. There's a <laughs> and, lot. And get down to the bottom of it and see what's actually happening. There's, there must be a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a sense of like kind of um, before Fox News existed, I remember doing um, the Bill O'Reilly show with Ann Coulter. Oh, my and gosh. And they, um, they were not conservatives. At that point, they were just talking heads on TV, and there was no real political affiliation you could even say at that time. I mean, there, 
you know, this is like the 90s and there was not a sense of like identity around conservatism. There was not a sense of like pundit. Um, they were just, and I remember Ann Coulter asked me if I wanted to go have lunch sometime. Mm. And she was wearing like this uh, very large, like a prairie skirt with <laughs> with a kind of a petticoat, <laughs> like a lace petticoat. Okay. Like this is like a very long time ago. So, very and crafty. I, yeah, yeah. An off the shoulder sweater because it was cold, but it was like a very, like a very shoulder, like off the shoulder sweater. And Belted. Like, yeah, yeah. With like a cream um, skirt with a petticoat with lace under. So it's probably 97. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm diagnosing the outfit from the year or trying to figure it out. But she was very friendly and Bill O'Reilly was not, he was, I think it just come from like hard copy or inside edition or wherever, one of those places. And uh, yeah, they were, they were not the people that they are. Yeah. That we know them as, or we would come to know them as. Ugh, that's frustrating to hear almost. So weird. That it didn't, they weren't always like that. I feel like I'd almost prefer them just have always been complete buffoons yeah and I, I mean i guess that sort of explains you know i think bill maher and ann coulter have, have been friends forever yeah yeah and so he still has her on and everyone's yeah. like what yes. the fuck are you doing and he's like i knew her from before she was a cunt you know yeah. I, like I, I guess or it's from um, or she smokes his weed or something i don't know yeah his weed is very strong <laughs> i did i did yeah. yeah i did a show one time the re- the real the HBO one not I, I used to be on a show politically incorrect way back in the nineties. I remember it very well. I love long, that show. Yeah, a long time ago. And um, yeah, he and I smoked a joint with um, Killer Mike, and I was so <laughs> high. And it was live television, and they all started talking about ISIS, and I was so paranoid and high because I didn't really know what was going on. Oh no, that must have been terrifying. <laughs> okay, I'm digging up that episode. Really <laughs> scary. <laughs> And there's video, there's, there, yeah, yeah, right? So you can see the look on your face. Yeah, that's, so that's that's super high. It was like really scary. But um, yeah, he had, um, Bill would have all of those people on like Ann Coulter and lots of really, really sort of people that you, you, you wouldn't think that he would be friends with mm-hmm. yeah. back then. I do appreciate that. We're going to the show Politicon uh, next week. And it's Ooh. just, uh, it's bit, have you heard of that before? No. It's, uh, they had it in LA last year, but it's basically like James Comey is going to be there. Wow. People like Ann Coulter would be there. Okay. Tommy Lahren. Yeah. yeah. But People- like Randy Rainbow. Yes. That's great. So they have a bunch of left and a bunch of right. That's they have great. panels and stuff. Mm-hmm. But every time we go, people are like, why the fuck would you do this and yeah, hang out with those? You're endorsing these. Di- I'm like, it's a it's an event. Right. It's yeah. A, well, I mean, if you're having all of these different voices there, I think that's actually productive Mm -hmm. you know because then it's not so much sort of an us versus them but we're all here to present our arguments or whatever they are and then you know it it's it just makes it i don't know it humanizes it a little bit more i think yes Mm -hmm. definitely yeah and on the topic of like unlikely friendships there's a lot of those that we see at the conference too yeah it's Mm -hmm. really it's it's nice it's touching in a way and also frustrating because they're so vicious to each other when the cameras are on yeah when it's off they're like buddies then they're friends like it's there's yeah because there's something about it is that it's it's like it's business. Mm-hmm. It's just business. Yeah. And it's it's almost, there's a bit of a, like, a soap opera there, you know, between Tommy Lahren and, like, any female rapper. Yeah. <laughs> any, anyone. <laughs> I was like, when she argues with I'd Cardi like to hear. <laughs> I'd like to hear Tommy Lahren's diss track. Oh, yeah, that would be a good diss track. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and it is really interesting, and we, we see all sorts of people, but I think that, I'm wondering if some of these lawyers are going to be there because there seems to be a shortage of lawyers for the people on the right because they mm. all keep picking the same lawyers. Um, 
Who have maybe, lost? Who have a history of, of history of losing? Maybe there's <laughs> yeah. only a few lawyers willing to represent all these folks because we learned yesterday that Giuliani is looking for a lawyer mm. now. The so Trump's lawyer needs a lawyer again. Mm-hmm. Uh, after saying last week he did not need, he wouldn't be looking for a lawyer. Well, I guess he needs one. And he tweeted Wednesday night: "Everything I did was to discover evidence to defend my client." presumably Trump, yeah. against false charges. But how does getting dirt on Biden right. from Furtash yeah. accomplish that? And then also Wednesday morning, Giuliani's confirmed he's not been contacted by the FBI or Southern District of New York. He keeps saying that like it's awesome, but that's a problem because if you haven't been contacted, that means that you're a target. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So he needs a lawyer. And so I'm thinking maybe DeGeneva and Townsend because they are representing everybody right now. Manafort. They represent a Manafort. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And well, no, I think that was Downing and... Zen- Zenly. Okay. But no, these guys represent Furtosh. They took Lanny Davis's place to Got represent it. Furtosh. They're, they're this couple, like a Fox News talking heads, lawyers. Mm-hmm. They had a lot to do with trying to leak the Wiener laptop from the FBI mm-hmm. field office. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're just, they're just, they're dumb. And there's a really interesting story coming up after the break. So uh, stick around for that. Hey, it's AG, and it's my favorite time of year, the holidays. Uh, You might think it's a little early, but the holiday season at my house pretty much starts now, and you don't want to go through another holiday taking closed-mouth photos because you're not confident about your smile. So get your smile photo ready for the holidays with clear aligners from Candid. It's so easy. An experienced, licensed orthodontist creates your custom treatment plan and then shows you a really cool 3D preview video so you can see how your teeth will move over time and how they'll look when you're all done. Candid checks all the boxes important to us at Daily Beans. First of all, they're cost-effective. They're convenient, and they're also philanthropic. Uh, Candid's aligners can help straighten your teeth in just six months on average. That's way faster than traditional wire braces. When I was a kid, I had braces for almost five years. You don't have time for that. And because it t- takes less time, it costs less money, usually about 65% less than traditional wire braces. Candid's aligners are also comfortable, removable, and completely invisible. And with each aligner purchased, Candid donates $25 to Smile Train, who brings safe, 100% free cleft lip and palate treatment to children around the world. World, and that is such a worthy cause. So join me and have a photo-ready smile by the holidays. Go to candidco.com slash dailybeans and use code dailybeans to get $75 off. That's candidco.com slash dailybeans, code dailybeans for $75 off. Candidco.com slash dailybeans and use code dailybeans at checkout. You'll be glad you did. Okay, welcome back. We have Margaret Cho with us. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. And uh, speaking, of, we were just before the break talking about asshole lawyers. Uh, Bertrand, Natasha Bertrand and Samuelson broke some news today in Politico that's pretty disturbing. So one way to lobby on behalf of a foreign government is to get materials from a foreign government, something they want the U.S. government to know so they can affect policy, and then take that material and give it to an American journalist to publish. And that's what Gregory Craig did uh, when he got Skadden and Arps to write the bullshit report about Timoshenko and then gave it to the New York Times. And I almost went to jail for it. And this is what Giuliani did. He got Fertash, the, the, the pro, pro-Putin Ukrainian oligarch, to write up a seven-page dossier of bullshit on Joe Biden. And then he gave it to a right-wing reporter in the States named John Solomon, who published it. Well, Politico has found out that Fertash and John Solomon have the same lawyers now, and it's Tonesing and DeGeneva. 
And that raises eyebrows because what if they have the same crooked lawyers so that if any feds ask questions about their election interference or, you know, foreign lobbying, they can claim attorney-client privilege. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're probably right about mm-hmm. that. It's not. No, and, and this is a, I mean, this is, I'm telling you what I am learning from Natasha, too, because yes. she's positing that as well. Like, yeah. this seems just like a scheme for everyone who Tonesing and DeGeneva represent. They can run around, and Giuliani, yeah. and they can run around and, and claim attorney-client privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I guess they don't they've never heard of the crime fraud exception because you mm. aren't allowed to claim attorney client privilege if you're cover if you're criming right you can't use it so um I don't know but and so now I'm thinking maybe Rudy will hire them uh, <laughs> to be to be his lawyers Trey Gowdy is, is supposedly gave up a Fox News job mm-hmm. to work on Trump's impeachment stuff oh, but that's not going to be until January he'll lead the protest into the building or something or what is he going to do I don't know I don't know. But it just seems really dirty with all these lawyers and all this sort of cover-up stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. But I always, like, was confused as, why is it all against Biden? Is he really threatened by Biden in... I mean, I guess so. I don't get that either because, you know, I mean, there are three top candidates right now that could beat the crap out of him. And the top top six candidates Mm -hmm. fall ahead of him. There's so many more promising candidates than Biden. I would would actually be surprised if he got the nomination just because there's... And then he's also not really working towards the nomination in any way. Like, Mm -mm. Biden's kind of like very, seems very complacent about all of it or almost assuming that... He's going to get get it or something. I don't know. Yeah, right. Definitely. He almost like entered the race and thought, if I just be quiet, I can get the nomination. Right. He's not even working to fundraise, really. No, he's just coasting through with extremely high polling numbers. He only yeah. got like eight yeah. million dollars or something like that. Didn't yeah, he? and I think uh, Bernie and Warren are are up in the twenty top, almost thirty million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're so actively pursuing it, and you know, even like with a heart attack and everything. I mean, it's like to be really, really pushing for this and you know i i mean i i like them anyway i like bernie and i really 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 like elizabeth warren but it's like i i just don't even see biden in the running at all so why are they so threatened no oh, and and another thing about his donors too or biden's donors are they topped out they're not small dollar donors mm-hmm. so he you know because he i guess caters to more wealthy right uh liberals They'll just give the whole twenty seven hundred up front, and then they can't donate again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's over. So that's why mm-hmm. his numbers go down quarter after quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bernie's and Sanders, where Bernie's and Sanders, uh, Warren and Sanders go up. Right, right. And people that typically engage in grassroots efforts are not the Biden types. They're more yeah. so the Bernie types and the Warren For types. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, people who really want change, who really are, you know, giving what they what they can to the candidate they really believe in, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is like, and it's inspiring people who haven't been political in the past, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I think um, Bernie Sanders appeals to, and of course, Elizabeth Warren appeals mm-hmm. to people who are just like, this is the first time I'm really going to participate in this, I'm going to donate, I'm going to be going to these rallies, going to see them speak, you know, it's a very, you know, people are really tuning in to all of these debates and seeing all of these candidates, I think, yeah, I, I just would be so surprised if Biden got the nomination. And I don't know why there's so all of it's sort of about Biden, all of the fuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the key, isn't it, too? The independent voters are the ones that didn't show up mm-hmm. are the ones that you have to get. So, yeah, I have to believe that if a certain amount of time goes by, we'll start hearing more sketchy things that he's trying to uncover about Warren yeah. and, and about Sanders. Yeah. He's just going for the, the top person, maybe mm-hmm. for the first for the first. Let's just see how this goes. You know, yeah. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll just try to meddle. Yeah, and, uh, he might have like a pick them off one by one 
who was ever at the top of the polls right. at the time mentality. But, yeah. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else uh, happened today. Wilbur Ross is under investigation again, uh, this time by the National Archives and Records Administration for guess Ooh. what? Using a private email account for official business. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, such sweet revenge, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's like of all of the stuff that they had, like, you know, raked Hillary over about all this stuff. And then it's they always it's always the private email kind of thing. It's just a weird private public whatever. It's, mm-hmm. st- it's so stupid. And she's yeah. been exonerated on it like nine times yeah. by 10 different committees. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, just the hypocrisy because... The, the Hillary's the Hillary's emails things, but all of the Trump people use private accounts. Um, Trump won't give up his personal cell phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave classified <laughs> Israeli intelligence to Russians about ISIS in Syria in the Oval Office and mm-hmm. tried to hide it by putting a, the, the the meeting notes into that secret server. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it tried to cover it up. He lets people with cell phones light up his plans on bombing Syria in dur- like during that Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. Mar-a-Lago dinner, like like the flashlights on their cell phones. Yeah, like like, people, a, like at like a he was rock like, concert. He was or like, something? I want to show. I think it was uh, Xi Jinping, and he's like, I want to show Xi like what I'm bombing Syria. Fifty nine tomahawks. Yeah, baby. Well, and so, but but he couldn't see because it was dark, and a bunch of just mm. people just came in with their cell oh, phones and lights on with the yeah. flashlight that's right next to the camera lens. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so he did that oh, wow. and then of course we have ivanka using private emails yeah. and n- the kids getting security clearance when mm. they were advised when like security clearance professionals advised not to give them security clearance trump overrode those and gave them so, so like just yeah. the whole attacking hillary for the private server ridiculous mm-hmm. it goes back to what we were talking about on your show with mm-hmm. the you know the um the roy Cohn mm-hmm. method of mm-hmm. being an asshole which right. is uh, you know Accused. deny and yeah. then attack them for what you do yeah before they attack you for doing right. it get out ahead of it it's just it's weird uh and this whole thing the wilbur ross thing was triggered by a washington post article on on wilbur ross that cited the government related emails by the watchdog group democracy forward they received them from ross's private account because of a foia uh, victory. So I think FOIA is going to save this country, honestly. Mm-hmm. All these watchdog groups like Crew and Democracy Now and Democracy Forward getting these FOIA requests and having mm-hmm. all this stuff come out, um, you know, because, you know, we're waiting for like the tax returns and stuff and in court. Yeah. And it's stuck up in the appellate courts. But these FOIA requests, people are getting stuff like just just this week. They have to the State Department has to hand over documents uh, related to Ukraine because mm-hmm. of a FOIA request, and yeah. they have 30 days to do it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's so good. Mm-hmm. I got it. Like, hats off to journalists for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. more transparency, the better. Yep. Yep. All right, we'll be right back. This episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by the best pair of pants ever, the dress pant yoga pants by our friends at Beta Brand. It used to be if you wanted stylish work-appropriate pants, you'd have to sacrifice comfort, but now you can have both. Uh, who says work-appropriate can't be comfy? With Beta Brand dress pant yoga pants, they have a style to fit every taste, including straight leg, cropped, boot cut, skinny, premium denim, and their eight pocket pants. And Beta Brand pants are made of four-way stretch pot knit fabric that moves with you, so they feel like jammies, but they have thoughtful dressy details like real belt loops, pockets, faux zippers, and buttons, and they 
come in dozens of colors and patterns. I have four pairs, all in black, and I take them everywhere with me because they don't wrinkle. They're perfectly stretchy so I can wear them on the plane. They're profesh so I can wear them to meetings and cocktail hours. I can dress them up with heels and a blazer and then switch to a belted tunic and flats and head out on the town. And with the eight pocket pants, I don't have to take my purse out of my hotel room, which I love. I used to buy my suiting off the rack, and I would inevitably have to have it tailored, and it still would pinch. They wouldn't move with me. They had itchy tags. They didn't breathe. I was so uncomfortable that I couldn't concentrate on my work. That's why I wear Beta Brand Dress Pant Yoga Pants. So visit betabrand.com beans, all lowercase, to get 20% off yours. Millions of women agree these are the most comfortable pair of pants you'll ever wear to work. That's betabrand.com, B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com slash beans, all lowercase, to get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants. All right, everybody, welcome back. Let's talk impeachment, uh, because we all know the ridiculous storming of the skiff by Republicans, most of which are actually on the committees that have access to those hearings. Um, the Republicans' objection to impeachment isn't on the merits. They're crying about the process, which they created, by the way, when they changed the committee rules during the Benghazi investigations. <laughs> Don't you hate that? <laughs> Comes back and bites you in the ass. Trey Gowdy, and, and they were the ones who wanted to have the private depositions behind mm. closed doors yeah. before they had public hearings. But they're whining about the private interviews now, which they touted during the Benghazi hearings. But Dems are now saying, we could start getting public hearings by mid-November. Ooh, that's so, huge. That's fast. Mm-hmm. It is really that's fast. Great. That's great. I think so too. I would love to hear Bill Taylor's public testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and I mean, what, you know, you got to kind of imagine what, what are the Republicans going to object to when they're public hearings? They're just going to be like, this is a circus. It's a, it's, they're putting it on yeah. TV. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, we can just expect that, right? Um, and frankly, this is the holiday season I wanted last year with the Mueller report. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. Seriously. That's what's going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. the the fact that it didn't do anything it, that it was like, and then there was so much of a, a sort of effort to get people to read it or look at it. You know, having like it read by famous actors on Broadway. Like uh-huh. it was like so many different <laughs> ways. Like, okay, can we just like do have maybe. I don't know if it could be like animated something Mm -hmm. like I don't know like somebody did a comic book somebody's working on a comic book we did our our reading of it not a reading but a a like a line by line review of it Uh, and I got this really cool thing in the mail I can't remember the name of the nonprofit but it just says hello we'd like you to have both summaries the the front end summaries executive summaries of the Mueller report Mm -hmm. all we ask is that when you're done with them you pass them on to someone else to read oh that's cool that's great that's awesome putting those like public library tree houses on corners (laughs) just a bunch of copies of the Mueller report I wanted to get in touch with them I'm like I think that's so great by the way you sent them to the podcast Mueller she wrote Um, but we appreciate that (laughs) yeah I thought that was really cool it is just so dense, right? It's it's like a whole. It, I mean, the book I have, I think, is it stands up like six mm. inches off the off the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's so much work. Yeah, and I think the reality is, American people don't have. They really have to work hard to find the time. Yeah, to read all of that. Well, and here's yeah. the difference, right? Because all this Ukraine stuff that's coming out is pretty much exactly just like the Mueller report. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've got all the Russian interference, and then you've got all the obstruction of justice, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what's happening now. Except it's happening in real time and being released as it happens. With Mueller, it was hush hush behind closed doors for 22 Ooh. months, and then all of a sudden, here's a 500 page report about yeah. everything, and that's yeah. not how Americans consume information. Right. Yeah, they get it little piece by piece. Here and there. And that's why I think that this Ukraine uh, impeachment inquiry has just had so much more 
uh, like Americans are just so much more attached to it and they can understand it and they can mm-hmm. see it happening in real time as it comes out. Yeah, mm-hmm. But then that sort of attitude has bought him another year on office and uh, another, uh, I guess, another year to get rid of evidence or to figure out how to make it all go away. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And in the meantime, sending his attorney general around the world to try to discredit the investigation yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and or, you know, like make Ukraine say publicly that you know, they're investigating that it was the Dems that hacked the, mm-hmm. the 2016 yeah, election right. and released damning information on themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like you get past the headline one inch and you're like, this makes like, where do you go from here? It makes mm-hmm. no sense. It's like arguing with a flat earther. Right, right. You're like, right. okay, I can understand that you can't see the curvature of the earth. And then you get two <laughs> seconds into the conversation and it just falls off a cliff. Like they have no evidence, nothing yeah. to back it up. And that's yeah. what it feels like. And it's the same arguments every time, same bad arguments. Like the, for people that I had a tweet once that that was like uh, for people that don't like their earth's round they sure like their arguments in circles just <laughs> it's just like constantly yeah. it's the same thing over and over yeah. again and it repeat and th- that kind of logic and those kind of brains they're just dedicated to just like not progressing to right yeah and i feel yes. like they learned that circular reasoning through the re- the argument of religion yeah you know yeah. that seems to be where it comes from uh, but this is moving f- quick, this impeachment inquiry. It's close to the timeline for Watergate. For Watergate, I think September, they made the rule changes in the committees that signaled that they were starting impeachment mm-hmm. hearings. February was the House vote for impeachment. They did a full resolution vote on the floor. And mm-hmm. then it was July, I think, that they voted on articles. And he resigned in August. Um, so we're kind of following that timeline. Yeah. yeah. I, although yeah. I'm with you. I don't think Trump's a resigner. I don't think he's a resigner. I think that he's going to hang on. I mean, it's, I think it's how will he um, get out of this, you know, by still trying to maintain that he's right somehow. Like he has to sort of maintain this illusion that he's right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to actually get him effectively out of office if he's going to try to just make that last stand, you know? I don't know what that's going to look like. Meaning, like, uh, if, if the Senate does vote to remove him, mm-hmm. I think you just have the Secret Service remove him. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Secret Service. Pay-per-view that shit. <laughs> I will pay so much money. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Like, I would, like, $1,000 I'd pay Yeah, to watch that. We would crowdsource it, but it would uh, be important. Mm-hmm. Um and and Dems are starting to say now that it, it at first they thought we'd be able to impeach by Thanksgiving, but mm-hmm. they're I think they're pushing the timeline back a little bit because of all the yeah. stuff they're uncovering in these hearings. Yeah. It's become and I knew this was going to happen because I know Pelosi wanted to keep it simple, stupid, like just right. keep it on Ukraine in this phone mm-hmm. call. But I think they're learning so much tremendous shit. Yeah, other stuff. Yeah, it's going to have to expand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know maybe I'll not have a nice Christmas present. Impeachment articles. <laughs> Uh, And finally, last thing, Lindsey Graham introduced a resolution condemning the impeachment inquiry today. He called impeachment out of bounds and inconsistent with due process, even though it's in the Constitution. Yeah. Uh, It calls for Trump to be allowed to bring forth witnesses in his defense and gives Republicans the ability to issue subpoenas. And this is exactly the reason I didn't want them to vote. Right. To have a, a, a like an official resolution yeah. open an impeachment inquiry mm-hmm. because then the Republicans can try to make get put rules in, the rules in there yeah. and get a say on it. Yeah, and that's why Pelosi was like, "I'm not voting for you. you can't. You're not the boss of me." Mm-hmm. And I loved that that she did that. And now, like, they're I feel like they're mad that they didn't get a, a chance to propose their stupid rules. 
that they created, by the way. Yeah. And and now they're they're trying this now. So he's trying to pass this resolution that uh, it's just it seems like a last desperate. Everything seems so desperate coming from them, doesn't it? It is. It's always desperate. Or, and, and Trump, too, you know, comparing it to a lynching, which is Ugh. the crazy, like, how dare you? Like, mm-hmm. you don't even know what that word means, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's just, I mean, it it's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. It, I, I don't know. Like, every, every day there's something new mm-hmm. that is there to be outraged about. And some theorize that he knows exactly what it means and what impact it would have. Mm-hmm. And we didn't talk about Ukraine that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like this uh, boot on the neck of the press mm-hmm. that he has by yeah. by tweeting these outrageous things. And I can't not talk about it. And, mm-hmm. and I won't not talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you see Lindsey Graham's defense of it? Yeah. Oh, that was worse. So yeah. worse. He's like, yes, in every sense of the oh. word, it was a lynching. <laughs> like, it's so really? gross. Yeah. Every? Yeah. The hills yeah. that sense. guy is dying on. Yeah. Bad hills. Yeah. Not not good hill choices. Permanently, it's, history will not his... look back on them kindly at all. Mm-hmm. And that's so sad uh, because, and I'm not saying any of these guys had great legacies to begin with, but like to just totally throw it down the toilet, yeah, and not care about. I mean, they don't care about climate change because they don't care about the future of the planet. So right. it, it makes sense they don't care about their legacies and what yeah. kind of name they leave behind. They exactly. seem very temporary for Christians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although they have such big egos, you would think they would care to some degree, I guess. Yeah. But as long as their name's on a building, yeah. I think they're fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's their legacy. Their That's name's on a building. Yeah. That's sad. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this has been really, really great. Um, I've loved delivering the headlines with you. Yes. And does anyone have any final thoughts? Um, I just wish that the the whole process would be faster. Like, it just seems like, why do we have to wait so long for due process? Why do we have to uh, do everything the right way when they obviously are not? Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like, it's a, the same frustration that I always have mm-hmm. um, with the Democratic Party is that we have such an allegiance to folks. You know, following the rules, yeah, and being good about everything, and being dignified at everything. Right, <laughs> we do win in court more often, though. It's true. So maybe that, maybe that's what they're reasoning. But it is yeah. so slow and it's painful. Frustrating. It's yeah. very frustrating, and I and I think that that's why I love the community of listeners that we have so much is because we all sort of like huddled together like penguins until mm-hmm. the until the winter's over. Yeah, yeah. That was a really postery kind of kindergarten analogy but no i love it <laughs> but it's like no one talks know, about just, penguins so enough. Slow. yeah <laughs> nobody does talk about penguins january 20th <laughs> national penguin day oh really how did you have that on hand it's my birthday also oh, okay that's great. <laughs> i'm gonna oh, that's get great. you i'm gonna get you a penguin <laughs> i know all the i know all the days i know them all <laughs> jordan any final thoughts um i mean i'm with you i wish it goes faster but yeah keep uh finding community where you can with people that understand mm-hmm. how you're feeling i think and you can talk like even help talking to you today on your podcast was so nice just to Mm -hmm. get more into the sort of philosophies and conceptual sides of everything that's happening Mm -hmm. um and feeding feeding your soul in the ways that need to be fed to get through this and and not go insane yeah Mm. very important and your pets yes Mm. (laughs) send us your pet pictures at daily beans pod please um that's it my final thought is always the same please take care of yourselves take care of each other take care of the planet and take care of your mental health uh i've been ag i've been jordan coburn hi margaret show thank you and them's the beans 
The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>